0: This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, you can always reach out to us on social media, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Like and follow us there. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like, catch your favorite podcast, or anywhere you get your podcast. Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Subscribe there. In the studio with me now, we're proud to have with us Vice Mayor of Cincinnati, Jan Michelle Lemon Kearney. It's our pleasure to welcome Jan Michelle to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning. How are you?
1: I'm fine, Rodney. I'm so happy to be here. And and one of my student, one of our students in the Lynx Leadership Academy, Zion, is here, too. Really excited to have her shadow me today. So
0: And I told her today, I mean, she is a lucky young lady. I mean, at that age, get to hang out with the vice mayor and whatnot. That's awesome.
1: She's a superstar. She
0: is. She, she is. is a
1: superstar. We're really glad to have her. She's going to uh, go with me to, to city council a little bit later and, and see how everything works in city hall, which will be fun.
0: All right. Good. Now, you were born right here in Cincinnati. Yes. Born I, a, yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, I was born in Cincinnati, grew up in Avondale, went to Rockdale Elementary. Like, shout out to It's now called Rockdale Academy. <laughs> um, Walnut Hills High School.
0: Okay, good, good. So what insight does that give you on council being born and raised here?
1: You know, it's um, it's really been a, a beautiful experience being a part of Cincinnati and working to serve the people I grew up with and, and love so much. Um, being on council, I've met just a ton more people. Um, I thought I knew everybody in the city, and then I found <laughs> out there are a lot of people I haven't met yet. I mean, there are 309,000 people here, and so I'm trying <laughs> to meet all of them. But going from neighborhood neighborhood you know Rodney we have 52 really unique and wonderful neighborhoods they all have different characters um, different assets and different challenges and so that's another reason that I'm really happy to be chair of the healthy neighborhoods committee but um, we sometimes have committee meetings out in the neighborhoods and that's that's really fun as well
0: Okay. Now, I know you from the Cincinnati Herald. I used to write every once yes. in a while, do some little pieces for you guys yes, there. Yes, you're
1: wonderful. We, we appreciated it.
0: And so, what? how are things going at
1: the Herald? Things are going great. So, um, you know, I, I guess when you you have a baby, and you, you know. So the Herald. I mean, we didn't start the Herald, but we a publishing company bought it in 1996. The Herald's been around since 1955, mm-hmm. um, but we bought it in 1996. Um, just have a great staff. Um, we do a lot. You know, in addition to publishing a, a weekly African American newspaper, we publish a paper in Dayton. Um, we do the Daddy Daughter Dinner Dance, Nefertiti Awards, the Bright Awards. I mean, just a lot going on. Uh, home ownership workshops. Um, you know, financial literacy classes. The Herald's been really involved in the community and I've enjoyed that work but being on council um, I had a step back from being actively involved in the Herald. and you know amazingly they're doing really well without me so <laughs> I'm like how did that happen? They really don't need me but um, our new publisher Walter White is just fantastic um, our our editor is still Dan Yount. you know we've got Wade Lacey, Circulation um, Michelle Bennett you know, running the classified in the office so, I mean you know what? It's a really great crew Brittany uh, Fletcher, who does our layout. I mean, we just have a lot of really good people on staff, great reporters and contributors. So um, honestly, they don't need me. <laughs> and <laughs> I, sure I was kind of hurt. I'm like, wow, you guys don't need me. You're doing really well. But so the Herald is strong. The Herald is still going well. All
0: right. You have to be proud. I'm sure you I am are.
1: very proud.
0: OK, so I understand. And I didn't know this about you. Now, you had a really popular Harvard Law School classmate. I didn't know anything about that too recently.
1: Yeah, he was kind of popular. Uh, huh? uh, yeah. yeah. Barack Obama. Um, yeah, he was wonderful. Um, we were in the same class in law school, became friends. Um, my husband and I brought him to Cincinnati back in, what, 2007, okay. um, and actually before that because before that, so that's when he was running, running for uh, president, but before that, he was running for a U.S. Senate from the state of Illinois, and um, we brought him here for a fundraiser. It was, it was his first time coming to Cincinnati, and we encouraged people to come in. And- meet them and they said... Some guy from Illinois, what's his name? <laughs> Obama, banana, so, yeah. your mom. I mean, they couldn't, you know, yeah. uh-huh. nobody could even figure it out. So, um, but, the, but then he became, of course, very well known after he gave that speech in 2004 at the uh, Democratic National Convention. So he was here in Cincinnati about two weeks before that speech. But then after that, everybody knew him.
0: So were you in class with Michelle? Was she in that same class? So
1: Michelle graduated in 1988. Barack and I started school in the fall of 88. So okay. Michelle had just finished. Um, okay. He and um, Barack and Michelle met after our first summer in law school. He worked for the he interned at the law firm where she was working. OK, wow. Did yeah. you ever get to go to the White House? Oh, lots of times. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> All right, cool. yeah I, I loved it. Um, in fact, my daughter uh, interned at the White House when she was in college. Okay. So great experience. I, I uh, recommend it for everybody. Take a tour. I mean, it's really it's just just really exciting being there. All right.
0: And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. In the studio with me this morning, we're in with Vice Mayor Jan Michelle Lemon Kearney. Now, let's talk about this. Now, you used to host a talk show, right?
1: I did. You
0: did for years. Um, Issues and Let's Talk Cincinnati. Do you miss being
1: on the air? I do, you know, like so once I got appointed to City Council which was in March 2020. So um David Williams who's the who's the um uh, producer for for Issues and and Let's Talk he said, "You know, we can't keep you on the air. Uh-huh. So that's just how it is. You know, uh-huh. politicians can't have all that free air time." Mm-hmm. So um so that was okay, but yeah, so I was um it was really Curtis Fuller's show it was called uh, Issues and later became Let's Talk Sensi, but Curtis invited me to be a part of it like 20 years ago and so i would go in and do it almost every week and then you know he would do it as well sometimes we we host it together and uh, i just met a ton of people that way so that was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it all right
0: now let's talk about politics now so technically your first term you were appointed in march um in the middle of a pandemic yeah so how does that work how do you who even approached you
1: yeah so so this was so this is my I'm going to make this really quick so I never wanted to be in politics you know my husband was in the Ohio Senate um, and so I worked on on his campaign as we said I worked on Barack's campaign worked 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 on other campaigns behind the scenes but you know being a part of the media I wasn't the person out in front you know I was always pushing other people out in front and so you know there was a Friday that a friend of mine said I want you to listen to this Joel Olstein podcast you know she loved Joel Olstein so I listened to the podcast and he was talking about sometimes you get you get called to serve and you don't know you're being called. You just feel this kind of an un- uneasiness and you might want to say no, but you need to say yes. That night my mother-in-law called. She's like, we're in the Carmel Presbyterian book club. We're reading leading from the outside by Stacey Abrams. I haven't read the book. Get up early tomorrow morning, read it. So we'll have something intelligent to say, read her book. And Stacy Abrams was talking about how women are always are often, not always, but often reluctant to say yes when they're called to serve. And she She said, have the audacity to say yes. Women feel like, you know, we need more of something, more education, more money, more experience, where she said men will just step up and go, yeah, I'll do it. And she said women need to say yes. And so that that was what I read on Saturday. Then on Sunday, someone called me um, and said, you know, some folks want you to put your hat in, um, your name in the hat to be considered for the seat that's going to be vacant on council. And I said, you know, Zion, Zion and I were talking about that this morning driving over here, and I said, I, you know, I'm leaning toward no, but given that I had just had these two experiences, mm-hmm. like, you know, that weekend, I said, well, let me think about it. By the time I drove home from this meeting, um, I said, maybe I'll do it, and so I asked my kids and my husband, my mother-in-law, and they're all like, yeah, go ahead, but I, Rodney, I was still surprised when they chose me. I went through an interview with, with a lot of people. It was, it was a, a whirlwind process, about a, a two-week process, and then when I got sworn in, City Hall was actually closed because of covid and the city manager who was patrick dehaney at the time said usually we do you know orientation you meet all the department heads you know you get to talk to people find out what everybody does but you know we're closed so (laughs) here are your keys to your office and good luck but people were really really helpful and honestly it's been an honor to serve
0: okay now you talked about how you Never wanted to get into politics. But what advantage does that give you, not being a politician, getting in and being on city council?
1: Yeah, you know, so being in politics does give you the opportunity to change policy, to bring more equity. And that's a big push. Um, It also gives you access to people who might not talk to you otherwise. Uh, So when constituents call and have certain needs, it's easy for me to call people who can really help them. And so that really makes a difference. People answer answer the phone when you call, and um, so really, it's a matter of connecting people with the resources they need, and it makes it much easier. But the 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 bigger job that we have on council is to really make long lasting change. So as we're talking about affordable housing. We're so far behind, you know, like 28,000 units behind in Cincinnati. How can we change our policy? What can we do to start tackling that problem? Um, We're talking about building wealth for families, increasing home ownership. Home home ownership is really, really low in Cincinnati. And so – and that's how families pass down wealth to their kids. It's how they use equity to start businesses, go to college, you know, go on vacation, whatever. Um, And a lot of folks just don't have that opportunity. So – How do we create that? opportunity how do we help our small businesses people get started in small businesses and stay in them so different funds are being established and then uh, certification programs so there's a lot of work to do and then a big thing for me is we see a lot of development in Cincinnati we don't see a lot of minority developers involved in it some of some of it is because these projects are so huge like now we're talking about you know coming soon Convention Center so how do we get minority developers in that so um, Victoria Parks and I are try are working on a minority developer mentorship program so some of these smaller developers can work with with, with the big developers and learn how to do these big projects so in the future they can bid on them um, and so that's that's a big thing and how can companies maybe smaller companies work together to get larger projects because uh, that's that's a lot of the wealth in the city and you see all this development I want to see more minority and women have have the opportunity. All
0: right. And again, in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. For more information on the show, visit and like us on Facebook, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air, or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. This morning, we're speaking to Jan Michelle Lynn Kearney. She is the vice mayor of Cincinnati, Ohio. Now, let's talk about this. Now, the election process. Now, we talked about how you were appointed. Yes. So then... When your term comes up and you have to actually be a politician, right? And, get yeah. into, and, and so that run.
1: happened. So yeah. So so in November I was actually elected. Mm-hmm. So my my new term started this year January in January January fourth actually. So I, I ran for office and that was Rodney. That was actually fun. Okay. I mean you know the raising money is kind of a hassle. I, I don't, I'm not in love with that process. You know okay. asking people please give me money for the campaign, but it's it's part of the job. But what I really loved was going around knocking on doors. And so I had a great team of of, uh, volunteers and we'd get out there, knock on doors and, you know, say, hi, you know, I'm Jan Michelle Lemon Kearney. I'm running for city council. Tell me what you're interested in. What are your concerns? And people love to talk about about what's really important to them. How
0: many people knew you when they when you knocked on the door? Did they know who you were? How many people knew you?
1: Um, you know maybe a few knew me I mean you know a lot of people didn't and so that was fine I met a lot of new people okay Um, you know of course you always run into friends as well but um, but it was it was fun you know it was fun seeing old friends but really fun also meeting new people and asking about their concerns so one big concern was pedestrian safety I mean people talked about that all the time folks go through red lights they're speeding up and down streets Um, you know street calming is a big is a big issue Um, and folks also also talked about, you know, job and job growth and, you know, getting their small businesses together. Um, gun violence is another issue that um, people are talking about a lot now because our gun violence is up so high. Um, like we're, we're back to last I heard figures from like, Two thousand and seven okay. I mean we 're you know the the increase is, is huge. There are a lot of guns in the community, um, not sure how they 're getting there' something we really need to figure out, but the police are now tracking guns, and they can tell you like there was this one gun in Avondale that had been used in eleven different shootings by by different people, so the guns are being passed around and the other really Really concerning part of this is a lot more young people are victims, and also perpetrators. Um, yeah, perpetrators. Yeah, alleged perpetrators. Yeah. So, um, so the idea that we have young people who are doing conflict resolution via guns is like not the way to do it. You know, it used to be like you know, step outside, let's just fight. Like, okay, you know, we can deal with that. But you know, once you start shooting, it's, you know, that that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there's really no future there, and so we really you know and we need we need all of our young people they 're so important, and I think they don 't realize how important they are to us
0: okay, you mentioned some key issues, and let 's back up and let 's talk about those um you brought them up so let 's talk about what you what's your plan or what's your view or how do you feel on council? how will we handle these problems? You talked about the housing shortage, you talked about gun violence and those things um diversity, how do you plan to approach those? On council,
1: yeah. There's a lot of work involved, um, and it is a process. Starting with affordable housing, um, we do have an affordable housing trust fund, Um the city has one. We've had one for a while. The problem was there was no money in it, and so um, now a we fund have without funds. A fun, yeah, it had like a million dollars in it, you know. And so there's nothing. There's not a whole lot. I mean, it sounds like big money for us, mm-hmm. but if you're out there really trying to make a dent in housing, that's nothing. Okay. And so, um, but now, um, thanks. To our mayor aftab pure of all he 's really really committed um, to affordable housing and really to equity in general and so he now has about sixty million dollars in it he 's appointed a housing advisory board um, with experts from from you know across the city to give us um, suggestions on what we can do to increase affordable housing in Cincinnati. And so we should be getting that report soon. We're looking at, you know, vacant buildings. How can we take some of those over and uh, rehab them? Just a lot of different ideas. Um, and so that's, so that's really a positive thing. So home ownership. I've been having home ownership fairs in different neighborhoods um, to bring in, um, you know, banks, um, you know, housing opportunities made equal, Um uh, Price Hill Will with their homestead program, renters equity, just a lot of different groups to talk about, um, how people can actually own a home. You don't have to be rich to buy a home. Uh, and so, so these are resources we've brought to the community. So, so the people start thinking about, you know, maybe I really could buy a home because when homeowners tend to, um, you know, they, they build wealth because they get equity. Um, they also have children who do better in school. This is what studies show neighborhoods are more stable that makes sense i mean you're staying in the same place and invested in your community you care about it yeah you care about it and the families are healthier so there are a lot of advantages to home ownership besides just building wealth but building wealth is really key and then small businesses we have funds established in the city and and some new ones coming up as well to help people who are one to back during covid to help people stay in business when, when times are really bad and now to help them start and and grow
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Gun violence. Gun violence is a big one. So um, I don't know if you've heard of CCY. It's a program. Oh, yeah. yeah. Citizens Commission. Yeah. Everybody talks about CCY. It was around. Luther Church started it. It was around for 57 years, and then for some reason it just ended. And so a bunch of us on council, like Greg Lansman um, and I, am working with people like Iris Rowley, Corinne Kennebrew, Martha Dukesbury, and, um, you know, Wendell Young, who who just stepped off of council. Um, how do we, yeah bring this back. How do we bring this program back? Paul Booth is another person who's head of the of the Human uh, Relations Office who's working with us too. So the idea is to bring CCY back. And so we're going to start small with kind of a jobs program and expand to um, mentorships and wrap around services and try to bring in more and more youth. Um, another thing is to make sure, uh, and our, our, our Cincinnati Recreation Center uh, Director Daniel Betts is really committed to helping and youth as well into increasing programming in the rec centers because kids need a place to go, um, and they need a, they need to be around positive adults. And so, um, and so those are those are things we're we're working on. Our youth to work program is doing well, needs more funding, but um, but through our Cincinnati Recreation Commission, we have a lot of kids employed this summer, and the idea is to keep them employed year round. And so that's going to be really a plus as well. We've got to really look at our youth. And then in terms of gun violence in general, not just focusing on youth, but you have to look at what's causing it because people are struggling there. You know, there's a lot of poverty. So what do we do to help people rise up out of poverty? We've talked about some of those things already. Another thing is, is uh, apprenticeship training programs. I mean, we need uh, more electricians, more plumbers, more carpenters. And so uh, there are a lot of people out there who are without skills that we can train to have skills. And then they can make better money for their families.
0: And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. In the studio with me is Vice Mayor of Cincinnati, Jan Michelle Lemon Kearney. For more information or if you missed any portion of this interview, you can head to our podcast Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear and subscribe there anywhere you get your podcast. Or you can go to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Now, you are the Vice Mayor of Cincinnati. How does that work? Are you appointed or how does that work or is, is that part of the election process? Explain to us how that works.
1: Yeah, so nine people get elected to council okay. and then um and then the mayor appoints the vice mayor. Okay, and so Mayor of all appointed me vice mayor.
0: Okay, and so what does that mean in your role? What what is your role as vice mayor?
1: Well, it's a leadership role, and I take it really seriously. So um, when our new council first came on, um, I worked with the uh, city manager's office to make sure the new council had a really good orientation. Something I didn't have, I said okay. these are all the things I want them to know that I didn't know, so that they're ready to go day one. And we have a really smart, active, energetic, um, creative council. I mean, just a great group of people have been elected so I'm really honored to, to serve with them they've they're they're doing so many great things here in Cincinnati starting out though was making sure they had the training they needed so that they understood how how to maneuver through through City hall um, and so you know I work closely with the mayor on a lot of different initiatives that are important to him um, and so that that's a big part of it um, we get a lot of phone calls uh, a lot of things that maybe the mayor's office um you know, doesn't have the the schedule to handle Um, those issues get referred to us. So it's a it's a partnership. And so I I really enjoy it. Okay, I mean, it's super busy, but wonderful.
0: (laughs) All right. And so what is it like working with the new mayor?
1: Oh, he's fantastic. Okay. So, you know, Aftab, just go ahead and call him Aftab. So Zion here knows him because he tutored her when she was in third grade. Um, And so, yeah, and that's the kind of person he is. I mean, he really loves Cincinnati. Um, He's very smart, very creative, really listens to people. And I I like that about him. Um, But the big thing that he says is everything we do has to have equity running through it. Like equity underlies everything that we do. And so he is really committed to equity in Cincinnati, um, to erasing disparities, to, to overcoming some of the segregation that we have here to make sure opportunities are out there for everybody. And um, those are his values. And so I'm, I'm really proud of him. And he's, he's working hard and he's done a lot okay. in a short time.
0: So for you, Jan, Michelle, Lemon, Kearney, working on council, what are some of the things you are most proud of having accomplished during your time on council so far?
1: Well, yeah. So there are things that um, that aren't that sexy that you don't hear a lot about. Mm -hmm. But one thing, since I've been on council, even like when I first started back in twenty twenty, people would call, homeowners would call, and say they had housing code violations. They were afraid of losing their homes because if you don't fix those violations, you know you could have a problem. Um, And so, um, so I, you know, I I said, "Do we have a fund?" So there was like this old fund that we had, the Harbor Fund that was supposed to help. Um, with that. So I kept pushing, we've got to get that refunded. We've got to get money in that because our citizens really need it, especially during COVID, but really all the time. And so um, that finally got funded. So I was really happy about that. It helps homeowners stay in their homes. Um, And the partnership is with people working cooperatively so the city can fund uh, people working cooperatively to do repairs in people's homes, especially when they're low and and, and moderate income. I think that's really important. Um, You know, just a lot of things that we've passed as a group. Um, we've done a lot of programming for youth, like increasing the money for the for the Youth to Work program, because that's really, you know, youth, that's one of our priorities and really, really important. Um, so so those are some things that are important. Pedestrian safety, you know, getting crosswalks in certain areas and lights in certain areas that, you know, those things don't make the news, but they make a big difference in the neighborhood. Um, another um, motion I passed was for, an ordinance I passed was for community engagement. Um, there, there are two uh, community, community um, well, I'll call them activists um, but they're really like really dedicated community workers Sue Wilkie and Peter Hames and they've been working and actually they worked way back with council member Kevin Flynn years ago on this community engagement ordinance so that communities had a voice and what happens in their city um, because they were being ignored and so that got passed and so now the city is working on how to develop a process for community engagement with every department and that sounds like like high level. Who cares? It really does make a difference when some, when something is coming to your community and one, you don't even know it, but you don't know this development is coming to you and two, you don't have a voice in it. And so we're trying to change that. And so that, that is actually changing. And then the other thing about development and making it more equitable. So before we approve tax abatements and other municipal benefits, we ask, how many uh, MBEs are you using? How many women-owned businesses are you using? Are you bringing jobs to the community? Are you hiring from the community? What other benefits are you bringing to the community? Does the community even know you're coming and want you there? So what kind of engagement are you doing? So those are things, um, and it's not anti-development. We need development. We just need developers to work with the community so that it's, it's a win-win. All right. Well,
0: we're out of time this morning. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. I really do appreciate Ryan, it's it.
1: Been a, it's been so great to see you again. And thank you again for all your work with the Herald. We just really appreciate that. And uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Oh,
0: my pleasure. Pleasure all mine. Thank you so much. Tell the family I said hi.
1: I sure will. Thank you.
0: We've been speaking to Vice Mayor of Cincinnati, Jan Michelle Lemon Kearney. Remember, for anything that you may have missed, reach out to us on our social media platforms. You can contact us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air Facebook at Sunday morning magazine with Rodney Lear like and follow us there. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday morning magazine. I'm Rodney Lear until next week. Be encouraged. Listen to Sunday morning magazine, no matter what day it is, use your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday morning magazine with Rodney Lear today.
1: Peloton. Let's go this holiday with the right music
0: With Black Friday Savings at the Home Depot, you'll find top brand kitchen appliances with innovative features that can do more. So your holidays can be more. Ovens with built-in air fryers for baking the perfect cookies. Dishwashers with smart tech to clean everything from bakeware to festive mugs. And high-capacity refrigerators to keep leftovers fresh. Chop Black Friday Savings and get up to 30% off. Plus instantly save up to 750 on select GE kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid November 2nd through November 30th. U.S. only, see store or online for details.